1: TC live with you on a Monday night in Big D as we track a big week six across the tennis landscape five tournaments spanning four continents. Tennis Channel will follow the action across the horizon bringing you 18 hours or more of live action every day coming up on the show tonight. Emma Raducanu plays one of her most complete matches since her U.S. Open win. What are her prospects for this new year in marseille a couple of former top 10 men now in their mid-30s battling for points and for relevance in the december of their careers plus daniel medvedev announces a schedule change that could shake up the atps top five all that and more on the way as we say good evening to you welcome to tc live monday edition Across four continents of tennis, glad you're with us with Jimmy Arias and Mark Petci. I'm Brett Haber, and we start our show with a, a bit of breaking news for you, a story that was first reported by Tennis.com earlier tonight. That is that the American star and world number four, Jessica Pagula, has ended her coaching partnership with David Witt. David Witt, of course, came to prominence working with Venus Williams for over a decade. He started with Pagula in 2019. They actually won the first tournament they ever worked together at the City Open in D.C. that year, but a disappointing Early loss for Jesse at the Australian Open. Jimmy, you're the perfect guy to have here because you used to coach Jesse yourself and you spent last week with her down in Florida. Fill in some of the details for us. Uh, well, look, I think
2: she's had such a great run with David Witt. And I think one of the things that David Witt did for her that was amazing was because he was with Venus Williams, he was used to saying things like, All you need to do to beat this player is hit to the backhand or hit to the forehand. He, he made it very simple and made her think that she could win at a time when her ranking was lower but now for the last all the success that they've had she's gotten to three in the world a couple of different times I just felt as though and Jess felt as though I think it was time to see if there's some other people some other experts that can get in her head and maybe get her to that Grand Slam she's never been past a quarterfinal
3: and that's ultimately what it's all about isn't it I mean this is a sports based kind of industry, you know, it's kind of weird last year where I felt like, you know, that Goran didn't win the coach of the year award, you know, because from the bottom line was Novak had the best season. And that's obviously what it's come to with Jesse and and David, you know, it's a, it's a results-based industry. David is a great coach. He's gonna pick up another fantastic player, but ultimately she's gotta go down another route to pick up the silverware that she ultimately wants to put on her manopiece. It's never personal, it's all business.
1: Uh, David Witt said that he was caught by surprise. You were working with her at the IMG Academy. And am I to understand that Andy Roddick was helping out a little bit with her serve? Yeah, the serve
2: was the thing she wants to work on the most. And I spent a couple of days with her. And then she ended up calling Andy Roddick as well. And Skype- Skyping him? Yes, FaceTimed, watching her serve and giving his pointers. It was interesting for me to, to hear Andy as well. And, uh, are, we we to, are we allowed page? to
3: hear what that was? Are we allowed what to, to hear what, the, yeah,
2: what his theory was? Uh, Well, one of his theories is if you can make the ball move a little bit more, be more of a pitcher, and make at least some of the returner have a pause, a little bit other than straight-ahead serving, um, that's going to give her a chance because she hits the ball so well. And that's exactly right. She's starting to make the ball move a little more.
1: Andy's become the serve yes. whisperer for the American women. Little uh, camp with Coco Goff during the offseason. Now Jesse Pagula. We may have some rumors about who the new coach for Jesse is going to be. We'll get to that tomorrow on the show. But let's get to some highlights from earlier today. Women in Abu Dhabi this week. 500-level event there. Emma Raducanu, third event of her comeback. Patch taken on Marie Boscova. Any any reason why I got the... Brit? Uh, you know, just coincidence. <laughs> the accent works with the player. Uh, I thought she was fantastic.
3: As you can see here, she got off to a bit of a sluggish start, but, you know, that was quickly reduced that deficit by some great return from it she is moving well I want to say to, to you both of you she's probably one of the best athletes out there on the tour right now she moves phenomenally well I don't think we talk about it enough if the game is there then the, the athleticism backs it up she ran away with the opening set eventually once she got sort of back to parity and then the second set she just motored through it's her first top 40 win since winning against uh, Hadad Meyer in Indian Wells in 2023 it certainly won't be last and it is only her sixth ever top 40 win. That is still how young she is in the course of her career.
1: She's never beaten a top 10 player, even though yep. she is a Grand Slam champion, converted seven out of nine break points. Here's what Emma had to say about her progress.
4: In the beginning, I was just adjusting to the speed of the court. I hadn't played on this court this year yet, so I was kind of just adjusting. It was pretty quick and also a lot more still than it had been. Um, For the week because it's been very windy so it's a different tempo, but um, Marie is a really tough opponent I knew that going in I was gonna have to play So many balls, and I think in the beginning I was missing a few of the finishing shots, but I cleaned that up So I'm very happy about that and um, yeah Very happy to be back in Abu Dhabi
1: And we're happy to see her playing such good tennis This is still the beginning stages of her comeback from three different injuries both hands Uh, Have you liked what you've seen from her so far
2: look? I think one thing about Emma Raducanu is you're never going to see another player do what she did. In the, in the history of tennis, you're never going to have someone play their third or fourth tournament, qualify for a major and win it. She wasn't ready to be that big of a star as she became in that moment. So it was always going to be a little bit of, I'm going to
1: head down for a little while before I make it back up. She looks great so far this year. The reason we gave you the highlight <laughs> is because you used to coach Emma Raducanu a little bit. But the operative term there is little bit. It's yep. not just you. It seems like everybody who coaches her just coaches her a little I bit. I spent a week or two with her too. Doesn't she need to get a little more consistency in her team? I, I, I personally would
3: like to see a little bit more consistency in her team, Brett. There's no question about it from that point of view. But the one thing I will say about Emma is the 10 months that I spent with her, there was not a day, there was not a minute that she didn't put in. She didn't, every single time she hit a tennis ball, there was 100% commitment to it. There was a, 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 everything about her time on court that I had with her, I enjoyed. 100% and I do I would like to see that consistency but I think there are people out there that have a very wrong perception of what she is like as a person and as a competitor out there. She is going to give everything to this sport and ultimately I believe she will be a
1: multiple Grand Slam champion. All right. She's already got one. Uh, she'll play Anz Jabur in round number two. Will Radakanu Let's give you some other highlights from earlier in the day. Dasha Kazatkina, first match since losing to Sloane Stephens in the second round in Australia. Jimmy, she took on Diane Perry of France. Yeah, I- Playing against a one handed backhand. Only three women on tour top 100 with a
2: one handed backhand. And in the first set, it was Kazakina getting the better of that one hander. Second set. This match was back and forth throughout. And in fact, in the end, Piri won more total points than Kazakina. But Kazakina finds ways to win the important ones, doesn't she? And won that break to serve for things. And finished it off in style and Kazakina, who did make a final in Adelaide in the 500 having only won two matches. She got a default in the quarters and semis.
1: That's good work if you can get it. Uh, Let's hear (laughs) Dasha with uh, Monica Puig.
0: I think it was a good match. Um, A little bit unusual type of the game for for the girls so it was not easy to play plus the conditions were pretty slower uh, the evening compared to the... um, to the, to the beginning of the day. So it was very difficult to build up the point. And, uh, yeah, it was a tough match, long. Today you got a long day on the central court. Sorry, guys, but, uh, yeah, now un poco cansada. But, <laughs> but uh, good that tomorrow I'm not playing, so I can prepare well.
1: A little Spanish for Monica Puig there. How about the second match on stadium? The former top tenor Beatrice Haddad Maya taking on Wang Jiyu and now 13 in the world is Hadad Maya and it was a long
2: day yeah, on we court were over on two way. hours and 30 minutes for the Kazakina match this one also even though it was straight sets and it looks fairly routine in the first set this one still lasted over a couple of hours as Haddad Maya dominated things in the battle of two lefties early stages but Wang started figuring things out in the second set made it a heck of a match it got to the tie break, and that costly double fault led to allowing Maya to
1: serve it out in style and win a straight sets. I'd like to compliment the WTA, though, of figuring out the score box. They finally abbreviated between the two Wongs, Ji-Yu and Jin-Yu. That's the way you do it. Let's go to Marseille, French port city. Men playing indoors there. We've got Lorenzo Musetti who played the Golden Swing this time last year. Catch this time he's taking it indoors.
3: Yeah, he'll be wishing he was playing the Golden Swing. It's a little quicker. <laughs> it was a little quicker. Have you seen the speed of this Very
1: court? Very
3: slow. I mean, I mean, this is this is like treacle. I mean, it's unreal how slow this court. By the way, I love the match. I thought it was great. Uh, Musetti got off an early break. Uh, Martyr was serving at four three. That was a crazy, crazy tenth game that Musetti got. I mean, it does allow Musetti to come up with some remarkable shot making because he's got so much time. He could have four swings with the ball by the time it actually gets to him before he <laughs> has to connect with it. It is Everyone's talking in tennis about how we need to speed it up. Well, I can assure you, if you put down any more of these conditions, it's going to get slower. But there was some beautiful shot. I
1: love the Italian. We all love the Italian. He's a very special player and that was a big win for him, actually. Musetti broke five times in 14 chances could meet Andy Murray in round two. And if that happens, Pets will give you that highlight as well. That'll be four and a half That's out, off, right? out could, there. could be a long one. Here are the veterans we were talking about. Roberto Batista Agut of Spain taking on the even more veteran Richard Gasquet.
2: Yeah, incredible that Richard Gasquet dropped out of the top 100. Both these guys have Batista Agut mostly because of injury. Richard Gasquet just because his game has deteriorated a bit as he's... 37 years old and he
3: speaks whoa. very highly
1: of you. Though, yes. It, well, I just said a bit. <laughs> this is why Jimmy yeah. got
3: This is the veteran.
1: No it's OK. <laughs> he's, he's even first, more
2: veteran than both of them. First set goes to Batista and It's not helpful that the court is so incredibly slow that it's grippy even on your feet which seems to cause some back issues and second set got a little bit tight but Batista good serving for it. Deuce point getting that patented forehand of his. He's normally always cross court, but he went down the line in an important moment and got himself to a match point. Went back to back down the lines and gets through it straight. Uh, we
1: can't tell you that Bautista Agut will be back in the top 100 in the live rankings. He is as a as a result of this win. But as you mentioned, Jimmy, Gasquet, for the first time in 19 years, just prior to the Australian Open, drops out of the top 100. I know, Patch, that everybody likes to dwell on the fact that Gasquet never made a Grand Slam final yeah. for a guy who had so much hype when he came on tour. Can we appreciate what he achieved and how consistent he was for so long?
3: Absolutely. And let's be honest, it wasn't his fault he got the hype, right? I mean, he was just a phenomenal junior. I mean, and he came up at a time with Rafa and everybody else. He comes from a nation that obviously has a huge amount of lenses, like, focused on it, and he was a rock star at a young age, but unfortunately he came into the, the period of time when there were some utter greats. He has had a fantastic career. He hasn't had a Hall of Fame career. He's had a fantastic career, and he should hold his head up.
1: 2005 was the last time Richard Gasquet was not in the top 100. Bautista Gut, by the way, meets Hatchinoff in round number two. Lots more to get to on TC Live on this Monday. We'll show you highlights from Dallas, the tournament you were watching just before our show began, plus the cute meter Went up to 11 after this little whippersnapper came out on court. Dallas will tell you who she belongs to. Plus, Tennis Channel's celebration of Black History Month continues with a tribute to some of the early pioneers who helped break down tennis's color barrier. That and much more. TC Live.
4: For half a century after the Civil War and the Emancipation Proclamation, segregation reigned across the United States, and the tennis landscape was no different. In 1916, a group of black businessmen, college professors, and physicians aimed to expand the opportunity to play the game they loved. Their creation? The American Tennis Association. The ATA hosted its first national championship at Baltimore's Druid Hill Park in August of 1917. The segregated hotel industry forced the ATA to host their championships at HBCU campuses, and the annual tournament will become an anticipated social event in the Black community. In 1950, the ATA played a crucial role in breaking tennis's color barrier. That year, its representatives negotiated to allow Althea Gibson to become the first black player to participate in the U.S. National Championship at Forest Hills. As opportunities grew, so did the roster of elite talent produced by the American Tennis Association. Gibson and another ATA product, Arthur Ashe, became the first African-American Grand Slam champions and the first to reach the number one ranking. Today. The ATA is the oldest African-American sports organization in the United States. Its mission and impact endure, creating a more diverse, inclusive, and thriving game for everyone.
1: Our thanks to Taylor Townsend for bringing us that story. The ATA was founded in 1916. Its motto is sportsmanship, unity, and goodwill. And that spirit continues with its members and competitions today. You can see all of our Black History Month tribute features at any time on tennischannel.com, and it will continue with another feature on TC Live tomorrow. When we come back tonight, we would like to place an order for 10,000 Francis Tiafo bobbleheads. That actually happened, but you may be surprised who placed the order. Back on TC Live, and we are now just four weeks away from returning to that beautiful place. The biggest stars in the sport return to Indian Wells next month. And Tennis Channel will be there once again with exclusive first ball to last coverage every day of the tournament. It's the BNP Paribas open from Tennis Paradise beginning Wednesday, March 6th. Part of Tennis Channel's swing into spring. Time for more highlights. In addition to Abu Dhabi, the women also include Romania this week. That's a home game for Anna Bogdan taking on the American Alicia Parks.
3: Yeah, a little bit of a controversy at the start here. Thought it was a uh, double up the umpire but it was a good get from Parks but she ended up losing the point and ended up losing the opening set as well. She was up a break didn't play a particularly great game as you wasn't can see close. there wasn't even close. No I don't want to uh, didn't want to dwell on it from the umpire's point of view. <laughs> <laughs> but too it, nice. You're way but he, too nice. <laughs> but he didn't want to have it. He didn't have a great day. To be fair Parks didn't have a great day on the big points as well. She was up a break in the first set dropped her serve in a bad game was four love down in that second set but as you can see pushed it to seven five Has been playing the break points particularly well 101st on the tour in break points saved with that serve alicia park only two out of seven saved today and that's been a big part of the problem for the american Bogdan through
1: all right uh let's go back to dallas the match that immediately preceded this program Kruger and purcell and what do we like to say jimmy of all the matches we've called this week this was one of them because that's exactly what we did see this is a brett haber special
2: stop it <laughs> and First set we, we were expecting some good things from Purcell he really came on strong last year got himself to 40 in the world Kruger hasn't won many matches on tour but has had some success in the challenger level and that may be one of the reasons why he hasn't had that much success not finishing off easy volleys up at the net was Kruger. he was also struggling with his forehand in the mid court that first set tons of unforced errors it was a gifted set six two. Kruger was down four through four three in the second, 15-40. Got through that game, somehow managed to take that momentum, win the second set, was down double match point when Purcell served for the third set, but broke back, got it to a tie break. And that was when Purcell, whose forehand had gone all over the place except in the court, suddenly he found the forehand when he had to passing shots, when he had a little bit of a target. And finished with a forehand pass winner.
1: All right, so on his fifth match point, he gets it done. He was 19 of 23 at the net, so Purcell gets through. Stevie Johnson also got through in Dallas through Qualies to make it to the main draw, but he was overshadowed by his daughters. That's Emma and in his mom's arms, Molly Johnson. Anytime you get Princess Elsa from Frozen on center court <laughs> patch, that's going to make the show. Ah, uh,
3: I mean, these are the great moments. And that's why Stevie's out there as well, isn't it? At the end of the day, you know, he's been through a lot in his life. And these are still highlights for him. And he's
1: given himself a shot at Chris Eubanks in the opening round. And Max Purcell ensuring that Stevie does not have the worst mustache in the <laughs> tournament. As we show you, all the people who qualified for the main draw in Dallas. As a matter of fact, all four who got through, Jimmy, were Americans. American. Tennis Sandgren, who's had some
2: success in his career as well. It's nice to see him playing well.
1: All right, let's go to the social net for a Monday. Big announcement from Daniel Med that as the defending champion in Rotterdam next week, he's going to skip it. Um, that makes sense. I mean, if if I played as much tennis as he had in Australia, I'd need an extra week off also.
2: I mean, he's certainly cramped Just up. Just a week? You would think, yeah. He needs more than a week to get through what he got through there in Australia, and that fortnight is...
3: Another runner up, but uh, I don't blame him at all for pulling out a rider.
1: How many sets did he play, Patch?
3: 31 out of 35, potential maximum 35 for that tournament. I mean, it's, it was just a phenomenal effort from from Daniel, and you can understand why he needs to prepare. This was a big period for him last year, wasn't it? Five, was it he made five consecutive finals uh, from Rotterdam? He dropped out of the world's top 10 at this time of last year after Australia, and then he went on that incredible run, three consecutive wins, lost in the final of Indian Wells to Alcaraz. picks up the title in Miami as well. So it's a big, it's a big consideration in terms of points but ultimately the
1: right thing to do 24 hours and 17 minutes of time on court at the australian open defending also so as why does mentioned. he
3: need time off he's only had a day on court well the thing is he was yeah, also
1: finishing at four in the morning that so it made happen. it even worse but at least we're changing the scheduling in tennis, so we don't have late finishes <laughs> yeah that's exactly right uh meanwhile we're ordering 10,000 francis tiafo bobbleheads you know who ordered them the Washington Wizards. That's how much they love Big Foe in his hometown of D.C. They're going to give him away for the first 10,000 fans into the Capital One Arena on Saturday when the Wizards play the Sixers. There's only one problem, Jimmy. What's that?
2: He might be in Dallas if that's he's in the eight. semifinals. If he's, he's in the semifinals, game. he won't make the game. But how cool is it yeah. to have a tennis player? have a bobblehead in an NBA game. That's the only time I believe the one thing I said about Emma Raducanu no player will ever do when a major again in her first or second term I don't not sure any player will ever have a bobblehead in an NBA game except for
1: Pope. the the owner of the Wizards in the Capitals. Ted Leons is a huge tennis fan. In fact, he's taken lessons from Marty Fish's dad down in uh, Vero Beach, Florida. He loves Francis all of, well, I'm from D.C. We all love Francis. We've watched him since he's a kid. I want, please save me a bobblehead because I, too, will be busy on Saturday. Uh, Looking ahead to tomorrow, Tuesday, Tennis Channel, right back at it. 4 a.m. Eastern time, another 18-hour helping of match action from around the globe. It starts in Abu Dhabi and Cluj with the women, and then we move on to France and Argentina and Dallas and another episode of TC Live at midnight Eastern. Tennis never stops, and we don't either. because Jimmy could not go to bed tonight without seeing more of Max Purcell and Mitch Kruger. It's our hot shot of the day.
2: Yeah, I might be seeing this match over and over again for decades to come just mentally as we see this incredible oh, run from Purcell. That, that was, was entertaining. That was a nice
1: run and then last second flick to show you some feet and hands. Eight steps chasing down the drop shot. That's a good effort from Max Purcell who wins it in the third set tie break. I'll show you our feature matches for Tuesday. We start with meeting number five between Naomi Osaka and Danielle Collins in Abu Dhabi. Then we move on to Marseille, including Andy Murray and American Sebi Korda on the menu and some all-American battles in Dallas tomorrow, including Big Banks and Stevie J and presumably the and daughters and full regalia in the crowd to watch dad let's talk about a couple of these matches Jimmy let's start with Osaka and Collins 3-1 lead in the head to head for Naomi but Danielle won the last time they met at the U.S. Open just before Naomi's maternity leave what have you seen uh, from Naomi so far in her comeback that you like
2: well I think she's playing fairly well she seems more relaxed um, and when she's at her best she was the best player in the world I, I can't believe the final of the U.S. Open when she beat Serena and I know that. They had all the controversy, the level of play in that match. i would never seen anything quite like it. I hope that she can get there again. She's got a tough matchup in Danielle Collins because you don't know what you're going to get from Collins either.
3: Yeah, and I think it's tough. I mean, it's a bit like Garcia in Melbourne. I thought that Garcia played great. I thought if Garcia could continue that kind of form, she's a contender to win the whole tournament, but she just can't keep it up. It's so ultra aggressive and obviously Collins does the same things. These are tough matchups for Osaka at this particular stage of a comeback. But I, I personally, having been there live in Australia, Thought she was. Gr- I actually thought she was great. She was ahead of where I thought she'd be in, the,
1: in this comeback. She says she believes she can contend with the best players in the world, the Fiontex and the Sabalenkas. It may not be this year, but she is confident that she'll do it again. Uh, in Marseille tomorrow, we want to touch on the Andy Murray match against Tomas Mahach. Petch, as Murray's former coach, would you like to address the uh, chucklehead who on social media yeah. last week said that he believes that Andy is tarnishing his legacy by what he's doing around now? Yeah, well, number one, he
3: can't tarnish a legacy no. that already has three majors, two double Olympic gold medals, obviously the Davis Cup that he virtually won single-handed for Great Britain as well. So, number one, that was a stupid comment from Kerry, who I really like actually. He's, a, he's usually a very sort of honest, straight-up journalist who's followed Andy's career, but he definitely missed the mark in terms of that particular article. It will be up on Murray's fridge right now <laughs> as motivation, as anything you ever say to Andy is. I actually bumped into Andy at Wimbledon at the All England Club on the indoor courts the other day he has been sort of working hard on his serve he's kind of just lowered the ball toss he's trying to get a little bit more out of it a little bit more into court but as I said to him he knows better than anyone else it's not always about forehands and backhands sometimes it's just about toughing out your opponent which he's gonna need to do against Maciek there's no tarnishing that legacy is there
2: there is not and the one thing I'd like you to do since you obviously talk to Andy from time to time he can't defend as well as he used to yep so he needs to take a risk once in a while, try to hit some winners and be okay with making a few unforced errors to me. Good luck, Jim. That's the biggest problem for Murray is he still thinks he can run down every ball and he just doesn't get out of the corner quite as well. I'll send him your way, Jimmy.
1: Okay, thanks. Between these two guys, they have either coached or advised everybody that's been mentioned in this show today. That's why they're here. We're done for this Monday night. Thanks so much for joining us. For Jimmy and Mark and our entire Tennis Channel team, I'm Brett. We leave you with more images of Princess Elsa running into Daddy's arms. He'll be on our air tomorrow. We'll see you then.